All right, that was a little 8-bit Game of Thrones. Oh, shit, really? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know what's weird is... Production magic is, I don't hear this until um, (laughs) I have to fast-forward the music when I listen to the podcast at the gym. Hey, I just found out today, do you know what the theme song is actually called in Game of Thrones? No. It's called Dragon, My Balls Across Your Chin, Got Em. (laughs) Dude, when did you when did you come up with that joke? On the drive over here. <laughs> <laughs> so just recently, it kind of feels like it. Uh, so anyway, we are. Why don't you fucking introduce? Why do hey. I always got to introduce us? Hey there, we're best frenemies, and I'm Johnny Castagna. <laughs> Christopher Long. So I'm just gonna start out right now. Um, we noticed our tens of fans. Love when we argue our top five. I think people just listen to us to bitch at each other. So we're like, all right, we got to pick a, a top five this month that we're going to argue. And you picked probably the one topic and your list. I like everyone you picked on the list. Well, that's there's good. Gu- there's going to be no fighting. <laughs> there's going to be no fighting, dude. Well, so I'll find congratulations, Johnny. You picked the one top five list that we're not going to argue. <laughs> good job. And I'm and I'm happy. We talked uh, before we recorded. I asked you. I was. Uh, I thought that you went on a, a no meat diet. Yeah. So on the group, the nerd group text, Tooth is a militant. Is he? He's not a vegan, right? He's just a vegetarian. Say so, yeah. So like, because you know how vegans are. They're like, well, I eat honey. So oh, wait, I gotta do my neck to teeth. Well, I eat honey. So. <laughs> All right. Well, whatever he is, he doesn't eat meat. And there we so go. I'm all like, you know what? I'm going to try. So I am low carb. So it's really hard, you know, to go low carb and not eat meat. But I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to try it for a week. And I had every intention of doing it, but I just, I haven't done it yet. <laughs> I just really like meat. Like I ate meatballs today. <laughs> nice. Yeah. No, I, I make, I make the beef jerky. I love it. Yeah, I love your beef jerky. You know what? And the thing is, I don't have to worry about Tooth calling me up because he doesn't listen to our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I know he doesn't. You gave him shit once and he's like, just imagine how much better your life would be if I listened to your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Then we go on his and he just yells at us the whole time, so it doesn't matter. No, no, no. He just yelled at you. Okay, so uh, this episode we have... The worst top five ever. Well, a lot of people would argue the <laughs> they they really didn't like the uh, best sidekick one. And anyone that challenged us, I'm going to send me your five right now. And guess what? Everybody beat us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they didn't like that. But, but that's okay. We're going to be talking about uh, top five documentaries. Yes. And we have, uh, actually, this is a guest episode. We have Chef Gene from Epono Cafe. And Top Chef. And Top Chef. Mm. Episode, I remember, season six, New York? I know it's New York. I know it's New York. I don't know. That's a good guess, though. And we have recommendations. And hey, you know what? Spoiler. I actually have a recommendation. <laughs> way to go, Chris. Way yes. to go. Did, did you prep or did was this yeah. on my way no, over? No, it was a stroke of genius on my part. All right. Well, dude, yeah. now I'm amped up. I got my joke out, so let's start the oh, well, show. No, 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 no. Hold on. Hold on. Not start the show. Oh, okay. This is the banter. So, (laughs) 
Johnny and I have been giving each other shit about our basketball teams. We were talking <laughs> shit. You like my socks I have on there, Chris? <laughs> I'm wearing Lakers. But socks you know right what? Now. I tapped out. I tapped out of the shit giving because I just do not have the stamina that Johnny has for giving shit. And I was just, I mean, my team did not do well in the first <laughs> round. And it was just like, oh, dude, I just, Johnny, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. You're like, this isn't fun. I don't want to continue this. Dude, I seriously, like that group text was like every i just don't you guys are like the heavyweight champs and i'm just kind of a we had no dog in the fight when you don't have a dog in the fight well no even john like john (laughs) fucking will like take it to the next level i'm like god damn dude like (laughs) it's like getting personal (laughs) we were taking like snapshots scores we were like putting like any rumor that came out we were posting it Dude, it, I mean, I for a second I thought we were going to be able to rally around the hatred of Harden. <laughs> nope, nope. Still the hatred of Jazz, and hey. I'm just like, guys, I'm I'm tapping out. I can't keep up. I I'm not that dollar bio- Whoa, new word alert. <laughs> I know the word, but I'm not even going to help you right now. <laughs> Diabolical. Of course I know the word. I was fucked up, idiot. <laughs> know the word. Um, I'm a writer. <laughs> uh yeah so anyway i totally called the truth so i'm like all right i'm not gonna give you shit about the lakers i don't think they caught on either because uh like the next time jazz lost i didn't say any i said like uh it wasn't that bad or something it was a rough (laughs) playoff for me but it was just there was nothing to hang my hat on hey but you know what i said i said i would have loved to have had a rough playoff. It's been six years, so. Fuck, dude. I mean, we didn't get swept. That's it. Every time until we had our truce when you would be like, at least my team's in the playoff. I was like, well, my team could be in the playoffs playing like you guys right now. <laughs> you know what? The only thing is, I mean, when you have such a bad playoff performance in the first round, you're kind of like, God, dude, I, I guess I would have rather had the ping pong balls at the end yeah. of the day. But... What are you going to do? So anyway, I tapped. I tapped. So, all right. Now we can get the... Wait, how long is this truce for, by the way? Is, is this just till next season, or are we just not going to no, give think our it, teams a hard no, time? No, I just... I did. I think we have enough things to give each other shit about. We don't need to have our horrible basketball teams in the mix. You know what? Yeah, I think I'm just not going to give you shit about the Lakers ever. Like, once <sighs> I kind of make, like, a, a truce or something, it's just like, I'm not going to give them shit. Because I've also seen the other side, and <laughs> you got nothing better to do. You oh, just no. keep going. I actually prepared like 10 memes. <laughs> and anytime you said something, because you were, you know, the part about it that pissed me off is you were talking to John, no, Chris started it. No, I was replying. Anytime you said something, I sent another meme, and oh. I had 10 of them. Are we wrapping it back up again, dude? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just saying. I sent like six of them and afterwards I'm just like, dude, I'm fucking over this. Like (laughs) you didn't stop. You just kept going and going. I'm like, dude, I tap out. I'm done. I even got sitting on four memes. I haven't used. I'm not using them. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyway, so we can get this party started. What's up nerds. And now back by popular demand. It's time for the top. Five list. All right. Thanks for that intro, Donnie Darko. 
So today we're going to do top five documentaries. And our <clears throat> list will produce no arguments whatsoever. You know what? It's like I told you. Most people probably have only heard of like three on our list. We're turning people on to cool docs, Chris. All right. All right. That's our mission. Hey, hey rock out with your doc out. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Why don't you start? Okay. Coming in hot at number five, Dogtown and Z-Boys. Great documentary. I love it. It's fucking dope. And it's the history of skateboarding. It's got all the badasses in it. So I got a story about that documentary. Let's hear it. When that came out, I was um, an employee at Quicksilver. I was in there entertainment division and my boss was like hey you gotta go you gotta watch Dogtown and z-boys and he told me about it and i'm like yeah okay whatever it was on the sony lot in like a little room and there were like i don't know 15 big like totally plush seats like recliners back before there were recliners and it was just it was like where the like Harvey Weinstein got BJ's and shit. Yes. And my wife and I went and it was like, I want to watch movies like this all the time. <laughs> and I didn't know anything about the movie. So I was just stoked on the setup. Yeah. And uh, then the movie came out. And I was like, God damn, that was a great movie. It was amazing. Yeah. And I remember feeling really bad for Jay Adams when I saw that movie. Yeah. He got the shit into the stick for sure. Out of all that crew, super talented and just. You know, the only thing about Jay Adams, and I don't know the. I mean, actually, I'm not even going to bring it up because I don't know the whole story. So I don't want to. I don't know. I kind of read an article, some stories about him that not cool. He was, well, he was working at. I saw him shortly before he passed away. He was working at. Uh, he was the team manager over at Black Flies. And, uh, was he? Yeah. When did he pass away? couple years ago now. I want to say probably around four years ago now. And he was, at that time, he was the team manager at Black Fox? Mm-hmm. No kidding. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's cool to me. No, no. I, hey, I don't know him. I, you know. I What's your know. number five, Chris? So my number five is called In the Realms of the Unreal. It's a 2004 documentary about Harry Darger, who was this reclusive, like, custodian in Chicago just kept to himself lived in like a totally dinky little apartment and his whole life he would go home and he would write and do art and his life work was this 15,000 page book and like 10 different volumes about this crazy story like these Vivian girls and he had all this art and no one ever read it he'd never got published and when he was on, the only reason people even found out about it is his landlord, when he was on his deathbed, kind of like, man, we got to clean out his apartment. And they found all this stuff. And his landlord in the documentary was talking. They were like, hey, yeah, that was great. We saw your, read some of your work. And he just lit up. like. And then his face fell and he's like, oh, it's too late for that now. Like, I'm going to die. But anyway, so they spent all this time to get people 
to publish it. And there's this museum that actually recreated his apartment. Um, yeah, no, it, it was really, it was depressing. So as a writer, I mean, dude, you want people, you want to get published. You want people to read your stuff. Some validation. And he just did this for the love of it. You come home from work after being like freaking janitor and just sit down by himself and write all this stuff and do well, this art. Well, that's what you do too, right? Like I know when you, when you're writing, you've said that like, don't you make yourself just write every, try and write every day when you're oh, on a no, project? Oh no, yeah, you write. I mean, you have to write every day. Like a flow of consciousness. Well, or the first draft for sure. You're just going, going, going. But I mean, in my mind, it's like, well, I'm, I want this to get published, you know, I want to get published. So just to go writing for writing's sake, my hat's off to that guy. Anyone who does that, I'm impressed with because... What was the name of his story? Oh, dude, it's a long, like, essentially it's the characters, the Vivian girls, but it's an elaborate, weird, but it was actually really weird too because his drawings. And they asked people in it, like, the girls would have penises? what yeah they'd be naked and they were asking like the documentary filmmakers like dude what's up with the girls and the penises and they're like i don't know we just i mean i think you kind of walk away with like he never had sex like he died when he was like in his 70s and they're thinking he i mean he was never married they never saw i mean so it's like we just don't think he knew like wow that sounds really depressing and i probably won't watch it (laughs) So you can tell me now, Chris, <laughs> did it get it published ever? Well, after he died. It got published? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so they, and I mean, they made a museum. Like he has his whole apartment recreated in this museum in Chicago. And so, yeah. But dude, what's freaking after your dad? Whoopty shit. You know? That sounds like a total fucking bum out. dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It is an amazing documentary. <laughs> Anyway, what's your number four, bitch? I guess we did argue. (laughs) Take your word for it there, buddy. (laughs) My my number four is Hearts of Darkness. And it's the uh, Francis Ford Coppola's wife filmed Francis Ford Coppola filming uh, Apocalypse Now. And it's basically, it's it's a documentary of, of seeing the whole breakdown on the set. You know, I love that documentary, except there's one part in it where she films where they're doing the slaughtering of the pigs. Yes. And it's like they're fucking torturing this pig. Yeah, that's, a, that's kind of a bum out. Dude, <laughs> I, and I watched that documentary, I don't know, Dude. 20 years ago, and I still remember that pig squealing. It was a bummer. Well, did and you learn that like when Martin Sheen was like having like in the movie when he like rips apart his room and stuff. Like, he's literally having a heart attack on film. And, like, (laughs) he was fucked up. It was, that was a fucked up. Not not just him, a lot of them were fucked up out there. And it just makes me like the movie even more. Yeah. No, it was good. Good documentary. All right. My number four Dumb, the story of Big Brother Magazine. Oh, that was a good one. We actually talked about it. We reviewed that. Yes, we talked about it. It was like uh, the meat and potatoes of one of our episodes. Came out in 2017, premiered on Hulu. Hey, if you guys want to see it too, I still have Chris's Hulu password. (laughs) Just uh, DM me. (laughs) I guarantee he's too lazy to change it. You know what? You're wrong. I canceled my Hulu account. Oh. So fuck you, Johnny. Someone's making space for uh, the Disney when it comes out. 
Yeah, that's going to be a hard one to pass up. But uh, now that Netflix is raising the cost or the price, they're just jacking the price. Like, dude, I'm just could... I'm just building my pirate boat right now, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, and looking at my list, all but one deal with writers, and I consider Big Brother Magazine like that was my probably be like my dream gig. I mean, just a bunch of misfits going out and making a magazine, and it looked like they had so much fun working together. No, and it was a... F- okay, just so you know, because I worked for Blackflies at the time when Big Brother came out, and our ad that we used were, like, two naked girls. <laughs> like, it was, like, two pages of, like, naked chicks, like, tied up and stuff, and that was, like... Blackflies? Yeah. No. Yeah, no, like, every other page was, like, boobs and penises, and, like, it was gnarly. Like, they took Thrasher Magazine and then put, like, an X to it oh dude that would have been my dream gig it would still be my dream gig but i think i'm too old to see the movie though the movie was yeah, awesome it was really good all right what's your number three my number three is hoop dreams never saw it and it uh it follows i know what it's about it tracks the life well can i can i tell people what it's about? no i'm gonna do the reader's <laughs> digest version it, it's about now go it, it tracks uh, two up-and-coming high school basketball players, and it follows them for seven or 11 years. I can't remember how long, but it tracks their career. And they're both trying, you know, their, their dream is to be in the NBA. And one has kind of pretty good support, and the other kid, like, the, the dad is in and out. Like, every couple of years, you, like, see him, and, it, like, he'll just be the camera, like, I haven't seen my dad for fucking, like, two years, and he just showed up right now. And you can see how it affects him, too, to have, like, a father figure in and out. There's a scene where they're offering him to go to this private school, and his dad is sitting with the interview, and he's like, he's like, I just want to say, you know, if, if it's a money thing, this or that, I'll, I'll make it happen. And you just see the kid look at the camera and just fucking roll his eyes like, this piece of shit is not going to help me. But really good movie. And it was like the first of its kind. Like, it was up for Academy Awards and stuff when it came out. I remember when it came out. Like, I was still living in Utah. And I thought it was a great premise. And I didn't know anything about the kids. I'm like, man, I hope they make it to the NBA. Uh, And then, you know, find out later that, yeah. Well, they'll have to watch the movie and find out. Yeah. You know, so my story about that, when film school took a directing class and the first day of class the professor gets up and he's like okay um you have a better chance of getting into the nba than directing a major motion picture so let's get going and it was like <laughs> oh, oh, oh. but i've seen reservoir dogs and pole fiction <laughs> <laughs> i can do this i've read the scripts yeah anyway all right so my number three Bukowski, born into this, came out in two thousand three. Loved the, big fan of Charles Bukowski. The well, of course you are. You're an alcoholic. <laughs> uh, Takes the, one to know one. <laughs> the patron saint of alcoholic writers. Um, you know the thing about Bukowski, dude. The guy, man, he worked his ass off. Like, I mean, he has this, you know, this legend of just being totally drunk. I mean, which he was. But he also worked his ass off and he didn't couldn't even become a freelance writer until he was like in his 60s. Like, I mean, he was older, late 50s, early 60s when he finally found someone to like just this indie publisher guy 
that was just like, all right, I'll pay your bills just right. Yeah. And, and he was late. He was late in life. And he didn't make like a shit ton of money, but he was diligent. He just worked his butt off. But, but. he was the darling in like the cool actor circle. Like uh, they did Barfly about him that Michael. Oh, he wrote that script. And uh, and no one wanted to make it. Everyone sh- hated it. Sean Penn played him. No, no, Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. I'm sorry. Mickey yeah. Rourke did. Sean Penn spoke at Brokowski's wet, or, uh, funeral. Yeah, all those guys. Bono. Yeah, they all. Yeah, they he all. He was in the documentary talking about him. And, and at the time, like, basically, it, the coolest people on the planet were like, dude, that guy's the shit. Yeah. My, my friend Aloysius Doherty, he got, you know, he's a, he's a writer and artist and jack of all trades. And he got to meet him, him, him and his wife. And he said that the first time he met Charles Bukowski, he, uh, you know, he built it all up to meet his hero. And the first time he saw him, he was in the hallway, uh, tying his shoe on a chair. And he just is like, it was so weird to see my hero being like so human at that point. You know what I mean? Like, I just thought that was a cool story. He, I guess he used to drink at the Reno Room in Long Beach. Really? Yeah. Fucking, I've done, I used to drink at the Reno Room too. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Actually, I took my last fucking drink in the Reno Room. It, really? Last drink in the Reno Room. My last concert was Motley Crue at the Forum. Hold on, what? My last, my last uh, concert that I got wasted. Oh, at. wasted. You know, I was like, what are you talking about, dude? You went to Muse <laughs> just a little while ago. No, that I, that was like the last. Like because I used to like to get wasted at concerts because I because I never drove. <laughs> you like to get wasted at breakfast. I, I mean, did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your number uh, two? Two. Number two is searching for Sugarman. You know that is a great, great Dude, documentary. So this guy was like he sounded like uh he sounded like a lot like like Bob Dylan and in America he had one album that was. You know, had okay success, and then they put out a second album that I think they just shelved it. Yeah, like, it didn't. I mean, nothing. It didn't make any waves. But and he lost, got fired. Uh, yeah, and he just kind of faded obscure. And then the rumor that was going around was that he he killed himself. He played a show and freaking killed himself on on stage. stage. That was the rumor. Okay, and then this, but then cut to where? What, what part so this of the, was like in the seventies, like late seventies, and then South Africa. South Africa had embraced him like that was their fucking Bob Dylan. Like, yeah, like he was like they sold. So in the documentary, he has sold this. What? What? Dude, what's the guy's name? <laughs> you keep talking. here. I'll keep talking. You look it up. So. He has sold more records in South Africa than Elvis Presley. Like, they loved him. They embraced him and with, like, apartheid. Like, they just felt he was, like, an anthem for no, them. And every, every like, big-name band at the time, like, that was... He was always, like, in their influences. <laughs> yeah, and it was huge. And so... Rodrigues was his name. What was that? Is it, uh... That doesn't sound right, dude. See, look, at I put forth the Rodriguez. Yes, there you go. Yes. And then he, so this, well, hey, this is your story. You tell it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so basically they're, they're, they, they find this out. And this, meanwhile, the guy, like he's, he's, 
he's held as a you know the patron saint in in that land and meanwhile cut back to america they're fucking he's working construction in detroit in detroit walking in the snow you see him like he just he doesn't have a car yeah and he's just unassuming lifestyle and so in the documentary they take him over to like they they fly him out and people are like what and no but this guy was like such a modest living guy they put him up in the fancy hotel and when they come in to talk to him to be like yeah we're gonna you know see him in the hotel room they he was sitting he was sleeping on the couch of his room because he didn't feel like he deserved the bed in there he, it was a really, really cool documentary. And I guess most of the money that he ended up making, he gave away to like family and this and that. Like, still lives really modest. And yeah, the, was, the movie is awesome. And the guy's very likable. He's a very likable. And his music. His I like his cool. music. Yeah, really I cool. like his music. Um, so, yeah, check that one out for sure. And it was nominated for Academy Awards and stuff too, if you're into that kind of thing. You're number two, Chris. Number two, recommended it a couple episodes ago, Valley Uprising. It's available on Netflix. It came out in 2014. It was the precursor movie to Free Solo. A lot of the same people are in it. So it, uh, so that is my only documentary that does not involve writing. Um, and I'm not a rock climber. I am afraid of heights, but goddamn, I love that film. I've recommended that movie to a bunch of people and everyone's come back. That one, Free Solo, and there's the, what is it, the Don Wall? Yeah, I haven't seen that one. I heard the Don Wall is better than all, all of them. But what? Yeah. I'm like, my brother keeps like, did you watch the movie yet? And I'm like, no. <laughs> but I, I promise Billy, I, uh, maybe I'll have it watched by the time this sees the light of day. But I guess that movie's amazing. So the, all three are like right next to each other when you look it up. Hmm. I'll check it out. All right, what's your number one? My number one is Metal, A Headbanger's Journey. You made me watch that. I liked it. Dude, it's the history of metal, and they break it down, and they have, like, the black metal section. And basically, that guy, Sam, I don't know his last name, the red-haired dude, he had a show on VH1 called, uh, hmm, it's about, it was, a, it was like a heavy metal show that he got from this movie where he breaks down, like, every, like, Hair metal would be like one episode, and death metal would be one episode, and he he uh he breaks it down. And the dude, it's awesome. It's super entertaining. You don't even have to like that genre. It's the the people that he talks to are very engaging. They ate that one part with the. <laughs> I know what you're gonna talk about. He's at the festival and he's talking to this death metal band. And he's yeah, like, what are they from? Like Denmark or he's something? Like, he's like, they say that you guys um don't really live the lifestyle that you portray and the guy this the guy's wasted and he looks at him he's like who says that bring them into in front of me and you're like whoa well the one band like the guy killed himself and they took pictures of it and it's like on the cover of their album and then they took parts of his brain and made like necklaces out of it like yeah and they oh whatever they ended up making a whole movie about that too that that's uh the the Lords of Chaos is the name of that movie oh, about yeah. that band. That's, man, I ain't like Depeche Mode, man. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, want somebody. <laughs> oh, God, don't do that. All right, my number one came out in 2013, Salinger, about J.D. Salinger. 
incredibly interesting because the guy is so reclusive, um, living in New Hampshire in the middle of nowhere. Uh, he's another one who would write. I mean, he published, you know, his handful of books, like what, four books, and then has been writing for or wrote for like 70 years and didn't publish shit. And so this documentary though, was not a flattering portrayal of this man. Like he did not seem like, I mean, kind of, I guess the guy's a pedophile. I mean, really? Yeah. Like it was really, I mean, super weird, but he has some books and <clears throat> his son has talked about, that he has books that are going to be published. They're going to start coming out within like the next, I think in the next five or six years, yeah, they're like five different books that they're going to publish from his dad. So the last book he published was, you know, catcher on the rye. Yeah. And then what happened? Why did he walk away from that after? I, I don't know. It wasn't explained. He was just like publishing is not a big deal to me. He could live off the royalties of his of books. Favorite books of all time. And he was just like, I'm, I'm done. And I'm just going to go write for writing's sake. I shit, dude, my hat's off to you. If you can do that. I want to get paid. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, but Hey, if I had the royalties coming in from something like catcher in the rye, I mean, he is getting paid, but I don't know. Anyway, it was a good documentary. Do you think his friends are like, catch you later? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shut this shit down. <laughs> Well, that concludes another top five. And if you guys don't like this one, then send us your top five. special guest here today chef gene villatora got it on the button yeah <laughs> hey everyone that was actually the fifth take no <laughs> and uh he uh a lot of you guys in the area will know him from being the chef of uh opono cafe amongst other things amongst, yeah and we're gonna get into that yeah so let's just right out of the gate top chef <sighs> Oh, wait, what season Top Chef were you in? I forgot about that, to be honest <laughs> with you guys, dude. I completely forgot about that. Uh, season 5, New York. Season, season five. 5. Season 5. I said Season 6 earlier. but Season 5. How was that? 
It was fucking nerve-wracking, dude. Nerve-wracking. Uh, my son was a month old. My daughter was fucking two. And my first time in New York. And it's just like the, like, for people, the younger people, like, Top Chef was, like, a big fucking deal. And you, by the time you were on Top Chef, it was... It, it was, was like it's peak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people would tune in. It was must see TV at the time. Yeah, and it was what New York. It was in New York. Yeah, so it was huge. It was huge. But uh, how did? The, okay, so what's your what's your background? What led you to that show? Man, I was actually supposed to be on the season before New York in Chicago. Uh, the producers came to my booth at the Food and Wine Festival at uh, Flamingo in Vegas. So they came to my booth, got my name, gave me their contacts. We exchanged emails, and I just didn't pursue it. I was like, fuck that. I don't even want to be on TV. Yeah. Until the next season, they sent another email out. I mean, the next year, and then my ex-wife at the time said, fuck, just do it. Go, go for it. So I replied. They flew. They wanted me to go to the Vegas casting call, which there was like about 1,500 people at Vegas. And, and they did it in eight, eight cities. So there are eight cities, 1,500 people. They took, I think, two from Vegas and then flew everyone that they liked to, to L.A. Okay. Put us up in a hotel, and they, we had to do like a thousand-question psycho test, I guess, to see if you're not a fucking psycho. <laughs> yeah. So a thousand-question test, and then we had to go in front of uh, 15 top executives of NBC and just do like a whole fucking interview with them. Like the MMPI test? Yeah. And then I've had that once or twice, Chris. <laughs> I, I believe it, yeah. Uh, but after that, they sent us back to where we were from. And then two months later, I received an email saying, congratulations, packed for a humid fucking summer in New York. Wow. Yeah. How long were you there for? Man, filming was just what, a month and a half. Still. Geez. Yeah, a month and a half. And then when we got, when you get eliminated, I can say it now, so I mean. Yeah, at the time, because shit, we get sued for a million bucks or something. But <laughs> after you get eliminated, they sent us to Jersey and put us up in a hotel in Jersey and gave us a per diem and and keep you kind of secluded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't want how you... long? How long were you there? Like there see, in New York? Yeah, or in oh, New Jersey. after I got eliminated. Yeah. Fuck! I think I was there for another. I was there for maybe three weeks, maybe. Because you made it past half the yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like and and you were uh, also not only not only were you on the show but you were a fan favorite too. I was, I was. Surprisingly, I was. But uh, fuck, I don't know if I should say this. No, fuck it. Uh, so <laughs> we we weren't allowed in. They put us up in a high rise condo, by the way, in in Brooklyn, overlooking the Manhattan skyline and crazy shit. No TVs, no phones, no radios. Bored fucking games we're playing, but. I figured out a way when we're, we're not filming. I tell the producers, hey, uh, could I use a phone and call home just to make sure my wife's getting, you know, the check so she's paying bills and shit, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, he goes, okay, but it's supervised. It's a supervised call. But I told my ex-wife, um, if I ask about the dogs, it means I'm that means I'm still on the fucking show, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the whole time I'm like, hey, how's the dogs? So yeah. they knew, but 
I didn't find out till after I got back home that they were looking on the internet and stuff, and there was people like taking pictures of us filming and shit coming out of fucking Whole Foods and shit like that. Dude, so it's like really? a whole celebrity fucking yeah, thing, you know? Wow. So uh, that's yeah. crazy. You had code words. Yeah. So yeah, I said, awesome. yeah. How's the dogs? You know? And then when I didn't ask, and then they knew I already I got eliminated and shit. So oh, dude, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. See, so, I don't think I could handle. I can't handle that pressure. Like to have people like, "This is what you got." Okay, go do it. And it'd be like, oh. Yeah. And, and then knowing it's going to be on national yeah. television. What Didn't what, a radish take you out? Or what was... It was, you know what? Fucking now that I'm off and I I don't even watch the show anymore. I didn't even watch my season, but simplicity fucking rules on that show, dude. Yeah. And I got booted because we overthink, we overthink shit, you know? I forgot. What did I do? It wasn't the Daikon one. Um, it was... Man, what the fucking was it? It might have been the Daikon one, I think. Yeah. Man, that was a while ago. It was like, so, how, how, how long ago was that? Fuck, oh, I want to say at least maybe almost 10 years ago. Yeah. And and uh, before you came over, there was, you can look up, like, uh, if you just type in former contestants, you pop up. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I was able to check. And you look way different oh thousand now. times yeah yeah, yeah. oh you, well man now i gotta look it up yeah like you'll look and you'll be like oh shit that's gene like, yeah <laughs> there's so, chef gene right there where did you grow up by the way uh born and raised oahu uh waihoa and haleiwa north shore area okay yeah born and fucking raised <laughs> really good <laughs> Yeah, born and raised in Oahu, moved to Vegas after I graduated yeah. and came out here. What? A Vegas vault, like moving from a beautiful paradise to a, to a desert in a hustle and bustle. Like, how did that? Yeah. Uh, did you just have an opportunity out no, there? No, no. My, my, my dad uh, got laid off from his job from the sugar company, the Wailua Sugar Company. Uh-huh. So he could, had a hard time finding work. And his brother, my uncle, was living in Vegas already. They already bought a house and it was cheap and shit. So we moved up there. Okay. Three uh, months after I graduated from high school, we moved up. Because I know a handful of people that have gone to culinary school from around here and they go to Vegas. Uh huh. And so I just assumed you went there for like. No, nah, I, when I went, I didn't even know what the fuck I was going to do. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, first thing I did when I got to Vegas was painting fucking houses. <laughs> painting Damn. houses fucking masking tape windows putting door jams and shit just grinding it out for yeah and then i got fired from that job because they caught me sleeping so <laughs> yes. they caught me sleeping in the closet all hung over and uh yeah, my I know, buddies I, I know that yeah i know how that goes and then my buddies like hey we're hiring a dishwasher at of all things a hawaiian restaurant in the california hotel in vegas old downtown and i said okay cool started washing dishes and just so you started out as a dishwasher yeah. and, and basically and then worked, worked your my way, way up. up yeah yeah it was crazy because i didn't take it serious at first so the owner uh larry passed away already but uh he thought i was a piece of shit so <laughs> he told the other because oh, he's a piece of shit wow he doesn't you know because i was always i was 18 i'm in vegas yeah i'm yeah. a hell of a nightlife yeah <laughs> so uh what we did was one of my uncle's classmates was a cook there in that restaurant in Vegas. So he kind of took me under his wing and kind of showed me the ropes on how to cook dishes and shit. 
And then one day we surprised Larry. I was like, hey, go take a cigarette break, bro. I got you, you know? And from then on, boom. You, you took, took the, off. Yeah. So yeah. one quick little switcheroo. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And that, that was life-altering. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. So after after uh, Top Chef. Well, hey, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Before, Because okay. I'm trying to piece together. Because I also wanted to ask you, because this has been on my mind a lot lately because of uh, like Luke Perry and now John Singleton with strokes. So you were 32 and you had a stroke. Yeah. How'd you know that? We do our research. We do our research. It's more than just a pretty face. No shit. (laughs) So. Yeah. And so you were 32 years old. Yeah. Please tell me you were like on a drunk binge or something. dude. Uh, You know what? You know what it was? Was uh, actually the doctors diagnosed it as a questionable TIA. Okay. Which is a fucking stroke, um, but to me, I think I had one because I was very confused when I got into the emergency room. But uh, at that time, you know, being a chef in Vegas, I mean, you got access to fucking everything, everything, <laughs> everything. But it wasn't drugs, though. Um, believe it or not, the only I haven't done drugs in my life. I mean, fuck. Marijuana, that's not drugs, though, but I've never done anything else, dude, you know? But at the time it happened, um, I was smoking about two packs of cigarettes a day. Um, Probably not eating the healthiest. No, hell no. (laughs) Hell no. I'm eating eggs and bacon for late-night snacks before I go to bed and eating again when I get up. Um, I was also drinking maybe almost a bottle of Crown every night after I got off work. Oof. You know, because... I get off at 11 p.m. That's like someone getting off at 4 and going to happy hour. So yeah. I'm going to happy hour. And it's Vegas. Nothing closes. So, yeah. um, But every year, when it happened, every year I volunteered to cook for the homeless Christmas dinner. So we were getting that ready and I was talking to my sous chef. And as I'm talking, my word just came out like fucked up, dude. And so I took a step back. I was like, man. I thought, I was like, man, that's kind of funky. And my sous chef looked at me like, yeah, like what's up? Like what you just say, and then I went again, and I'm like, whoa! It, so I, I know I went into a full blown, fucking like panic attack mode, and then I just told the manager, hey, call the ambulance because fucking something's not right yeah. here, you know. And they picked me up, brought me to the emergency room, and when I got there, he was asking me questions, and like I could not answer the fucking. I knew what he was saying, but I couldn't answer it. It was just fucking weird. It's like an out-of-body experience. Yeah. So my heart rate was up. Everything was up. And all I knew is they injected me with something. And next thing I'm getting up, I'm in the bed and I'm waking up in the bed. And I see my ex-wife sitting there and I'm like, fuck, okay, I guess. <laughs> you know, but I was, I was fine. I was fine. They kept me in there, though. They, they ran like uh, ultrasounds on my carotid arteries, on my heart. And maybe do stress tests and shit like that. Yeah, but uh, nothing. I was fine. But they did find out that I have an abnormal EKG and I was born that way. You know? so that was a good thing. Shit. Yeah. Wow. Dude, that man. I even think so. What? Luke Perry's fifty years old. Yeah. John Singleton's like yeah. Suit. I mean, yeah. I'm staring down the barrel at that age, and I'm like, oh, dude, that's so young. So thirty-two. Yeah, it was like thirty fucking two. Dude. But like I said, I was smoke. Smoking plays a big part. Yeah. Uh, eating, you know. I mean, so what was the what was the doctor's suggestion to you at that point? You know what, dude? Uh, 
They really didn't say much. I just took it upon myself, dude, that just changed, fuck. changed the whole yeah. lifestyle thing right there. Yeah, so I cold turkey cigarettes, of course, um, laid off the booze, uh, and just started eating healthier, too. And then I actually got back into smoking cigarettes maybe three years after I went cold turkey. And then I just been, I went cold turkey again three years ago. <laughs> yeah, I haven't, I haven't had a cigarette in in years but i don't think i'll ever like not like yeah i know a lot of people quit smoking and they get grossed out by cigarettes but right. i'll always be like oh, okay yeah i can you know so i mean you do jujitsu as well yeah i don't understand like <clears throat> i haven't had a cigarette and man it's probably been 14 years i do i mean i still get gas doing jujitsu yeah. i do yeah. not understand how people smoke and do jujitsu and I, I oh, was I doing know, it when crazy. I first started. <laughs> yeah. I, when I first started, I was doing it. Uh, Ian would catch me in the parking lot right after practice, guzzling a cigarette down. Oh, I used to go. To, <laughs> I used to do that. I, I used to light up as I was walking out. Yeah. Of the, not at an AOJ. I, I I wasn't smoking then, but like right. I remember going to like twenty four hour fitness and like I was the guy that would like light up right when he got out of the door. Oh no, I did that from the gym. Like yeah. I would walk into my car and yeah. light up yeah. from the gym. Yeah. But dude, that is different than jujitsu. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. Now I'm glad I don't, you know. Yeah. It's such a game changer by not smoking. <laughs> so that, so you changed, my understanding was after you had this, the stroke, you changed how you, you eat and what you eat. Yeah. So what, can you tell us about that? Like, what do you avoid now? You know what? For the most part now, um, I'll eat whatever, but I eat majority chicken breast, dude. I'll eat chicken yeah, breast. Yeah, you were saying that the other day. Yeah, I'll eat 95% of my diet consists of chicken breast. Yeah. And I'll eat it unseasoned with no salt, with brown rice and broccoli yes, every su- night. <laughs> super plain. Super yeah. plain. And that's his That's his gig. You know what? I can eat the same thing yeah. over. I mean, it just. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'll go out and go get a steak or, yeah. you know, I mean, I think what I do think is everything in moderation. Yeah, moderation is key. Everything in moderation. Uh what, but, is, what are you talking about, Johnny? We don't do moderation. <laughs> I said moderation is key. I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that I follow it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but for the most part, I'm. I eat. I don't eat that bad. And so, when you when you left the sh- the show, when did uh? You, because you had some some private chef gigs too. Oh yeah, I mean the show opened up a lot of opportunities for me. But at the same time, I was also used for that same thing. Right. Like, oh, I have a, he's from Top Chef yeah, he's, and now he's my personal. He, yeah. But it would be like people would use me to like open restaurants in Vegas for them. And then once everything's up and running, they'll fucking cut me high and dry. Yeah. Because they don't want to pay you that. Right. Check anymore. And, you know, with me, I'm the type where old school, where if me, we're going to shake a hand on a deal, that's, that's our deal. Yeah, you know, uh, a lot of people at the time said hey, you should get it done in co- writing contract. I'm like, can uh, you say who the the people you worked for? Uh, no, okay, yeah. Uh, the last people I've worked for before I came out here was Frank and Lorenzo Fertitta. I was a personal chef for them, cooked breakfast and lunch for them Monday through Friday, and a couple top executives for their company. And the, those, they're the ones that started. They took over the yeah, UFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They sold the UFC for $4.5 billion. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but really good people. Really, really good family. Really good family. You, you think some people that rich would be like, you know, maybe stuck up or real 
assholes, but they're not, dude. They're really good family. That's cool to hear. Yeah, okay. super down there at family. Um, they've actually contacted me twice since I've been out here in uh, Costa Mesa to come back and cook for them. Oh, no way. Yeah, turn them down twice, too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, damn. Um, Elton John, cook for Elton John for a little bit. Uh, huge diabetic, real type 1 diabetic. Um, good Again, good people. Well, I I know a little bit about that. So, did he have like uh, like was there a strict carbs thing, or did you have to list the carbs? Because my son's diabetic, and I have to like every carb has yeah. to be accounted for before we give him insulin. Yeah. Um, with him, from from they have a real personal personal chef that lives in England. His name is Gautier. Uh huh. Lived in England, and I'd be in contact with him. Okay. So he'd be like, okay. Elton likes this. This is what he likes. This is what he doesn't like. This is how I prepare it. I'll send you recipes. And, you know, that's where it was. And, um, was, yeah. Was he cool? He was cool. But I mostly dealt with his significant other, David Furnish. David. Is who I, and, I mean, he's another cool dude, too. You know, really cool people. Um, whenever uh, they perform at in Caesar's Palace, I mean, I know one year they just, Set him up at the cabanas at the Rio and just shut that whole thing down to the public. And he stayed in the cabanas at the Rio. Um, they'll close down on the whole entire floor at Caesars or at the Wynn for him. Just for him, you know. So. That movie <laughs> looks dope, by the way, coming out about it. I know, Elton right? John. I can't wait to see that. You know, that's... I always like... He seems like a good guy. Like, with interviews that he gives and... He, so it's nice to hear he's a good guy. And he likes... Yeah. He, I like... What I dig about on John is he always kind of like would step up for that person that was in trouble in the media like when Eminem was in trouble he kind of he went on the the Grammys with him yeah yeah and stuff like yeah so good people man really good people and then so was your next gig was that when you did the uh your meal prep or man you know what I did a lot of things in Vegas man and I fucked up a lot of things in Vegas too you know I mean that nightlife is just it's something else. <laughs> it's it's a good thing, dude. You know, when you know if you're single and you got no kids and shit, I mean it's a very good thing to be in Vegas. But uh yeah, I even flew out people flew me out to Florida to help them launch a healthy meal company in Florida, West Palm Beach. You know, we did uh meals for American Top Team, Tiago Alves, all them guys, oh, King, wow. King Mo, all them. And then after I left that company, here's another thing, man. I mean God's blessed me with a lot of things, but after I left that company, the owner put in, I guess, an application for the profit. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, so he was. This company was on the profit. I don't know what season. You look it up. Fuel Food. It was called Fuel Food in West Palm Beach. The profit. And the owner of this company, Fuel Foods. I mean, in the beginning, it was cool, but. There were so many shady shit going on with this fucking guy where Ponzi schemes and shit. Oh, wow. Yeah, a lot of shit that was boiling down. And um, eventually, I mean, the prophet just left and didn't work with the dude because the dude's just a egotistical dude, like a big fucking dude, Viking dude. <laughs> Viking. His name is, his nickname is the Viking, but real meathead type dude, you know? And so kind of like Johnny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're about 10 times bigger and bald. <laughs> Less hair. But yeah, we did that. Healthy meal stuff. Did healthy meal stuff in Vegas. And then I had the opportunity to come out here. And I came out here three years ago. Well, going on four years now. Yeah, because when I met you, I actually, even though we trained at AOJ, 
together and we did we did night the night train yeah, yeah. a lot um dude shut I, up shut up about the night train <laughs> i i actually met you the first time i met you was with, through pat at, at ruka yeah and yeah. uh and you were you'd already you know then i later on found out like oh you know after you left they're like oh, that, that's the guy that does all the meal preps and yeah i was actually brought out here from uh we started another company called m120 when i first moved out that's here. what it was there was some i had some other partners but uh you know, I'm not going to mention fucking names, but I just work with fucking idiots, dude. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just fucking idiots. Little, and I know how that is. Yeah. And Johnny. If, if you know me, like say us three are here, we're all friends, but say you two don't get along, but I get along with you guys, right? Like if you're going to say something about Johnny, you know, Johnny's a fucking asshole. Watch out for him. I'll take it with a grain of salt and be like, okay, he hasn't done nothing to me yet. Yeah. You know, so I'm still, I'm still cool. And that's what was happening with my old partner. You know, a lot of shit was being said about him. I was like, fuck, seems cool to me. He hasn't crossed me yet. So. Until I started seeing yeah. what I was hearing. And then it just didn't pan out. So fuck it, I'm here. Yeah. And they're not. So fuck, who cares? So tell us what, uh, so actually I went out. Johnny, I don't know, when was that? A couple of weeks ago we went to your cafe uh -huh. at, at lunch. And I have to say, I was waiting for my food, so uh, I was super hungry, so I saw, I had my eye on those uh, protein donuts, and I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm just going to have one. Oh, dude, I inhaled the whole, yeah? <laughs> I inhaled the whole thing, and I was like, god damn, and I've actually been thinking about those donuts. <laughs> I need to come back out there. Yeah, come by. So tell us what, uh, so tell us about your cafe. Um, you know what, it was in the making, or... We were thinking about it for a long time, and then uh, we just put it. Last November, we started it, Ipono Cafe, uh, healthy-ish cafe. You know, we try to make it healthy, but yet people can indulge with certain things. But the type of food we're doing is uh, Hawaii street food. You know, it's not... Yeah, uh, the, the five things. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of... Like I've told Johnny before that a lot of these places in Costa Mesa, these fake fucking places, these Hawaiian places, right? Um call it hawaiian food or hawaiian barbecue first of all there's no such thing as hawaiian barbecue they have no fucking sauces for hawaiian food at all not barbecue sauces at least and there's probably about five to six items that make up the hawaiian uh food group you know i mean hawaiians ate poi lao lao uh i don't even want to say lomi salmon because there's no salmon in hawaii yeah. <laughs> you know uh but poi Squid luau, lao lao. Fuck, maybe about three, four more items make up the Hawaiian food group. Pork, of course. I mean, they had pigs and shit, but but pigs were bought by the Spanish. Yep. <laughs> they weren't naturally <laughs> in Hawaii. They were bought by the Spanish. So what we're doing is with the cafe is re trying to reintroduce and rebrand what the con consumption is of Hawaii food. Hawaii street food is what it is. You know, uh, they label chicken katsu as Hawaiian food. It's not. It's Japanese. Yeah, it's well because Hawaii's a melting pot. Yeah, it's, it's a melting pot. It's not Hawaiian food. It's Hawaii street food. You know, that's what makes up the cuisine in Hawaii. You know, that's so that's what we're trying to do with the cafe and actually reintroduce it to fuck the mainland. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and it's it's an interesting setup because when you when you go down you go down the streets industrial, and uh, and it looks like a like a prep kitchen. Yeah. When you walk in, you see the, you can usually see Chef Gene behind the glass, and he's he's working, and it's it's, 
I haven't, I haven't ever eaten at a restaurant that was like that. Like where you walk in, you're like, yeah. oh, whoa, there, there's the kitchen right there. You can, yeah, I think it's cool. You know, you get to see if, you know, the chef's practicing proper hygiene. Yeah, you, know? you got to keep it clean with yeah. all glass. He's not, he's not fucking scratching his ass or, you know, or fucking doing something crazy. Yeah, I've been in a lot of restaurants where I was glad the kitchen was very hidden. <laughs> <laughs> Dishes piled up. And... Oh, yeah, yeah. And you know what? Um, Fuck. I can tell you some stories, too, in Vegas, man. Fuck. And, and your oh, menu. Oh, those stories. You know what? So my never really even gave it thought to the whole, you know, restaurants and, you know, like in New York or whatever. And then Anthony Bourdain's Kitchen. article came out in uh, The New Yorker and reading that and like to this day, I still do not order my food or meat well done. Yeah, because yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get this shitty piece of spoiled meat. Yeah, yeah, no. And he talked about he also talked about what days to order fish. Yeah, like in Kitchen Confidential, he, his book, <laughs> best book ever, best book ever, Kitchen Confidential. And he, yeah, he. There's a lot of people that were pissed off at the time when that book came. Yeah, out. Yeah, but was, it's the, it's the truth, you know. And you know, I guess in this day and age they call it what fucking foodies. Everybody's a foodie. Yeah, or, yeah. or whatever, but. If you're if you're a real foodie, you know not to come to any restaurant ten minutes or let alone fifteen minutes before they close. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> then they're go, then they're gonna be on Yelp like, oh shit, service was shitty. Fuck, of course, fifteen minutes we're closing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get the fuck out of here too. <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, my girlfriend helps me at the cafe, right? We 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 run it. Is to, she the one at the counter? Yeah. That, so that's the one we meet is your girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. So um. We get into it all the time, dude. You know, there's people that come 10 minutes before we close. And I go, fuck that. We're done. And she looks at me. I go, that's why I want to own my own fucking thing. So I can say this type of shit. That yeah. No, I'm fucking done. <laughs> you know, because my mentality is, if, why am I, why am, it's slow for the last half hour that we're open. I, just say, hypothetically. It's slow for the last half hour, and then someone starts rolling. One person or two people roll in 10 minutes before we close. And then another two. Yeah, another so two. my mentality is, you know what? I'd much rather get rid of my fucking labor here in the kitchen and close this fucking thing down because what's these two people going to do for my shit today? It's not yeah. going to do nothing. You know, so, but then again, if you have a line of 15, 20, of course, we'll leave this fucking thing open, you know? <laughs> But two people's not going to make a difference. Well, you've actually had a shutdown early before for for selling out yeah. too. That's another thing. Like, yeah, when you're hot, you're hot, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <That's a>, yeah. <laughs> so now you do meal prep as well, right? Yes, we do. <laughs> so, so actually, I'm incredibly lazy. So I know I'm probably your prime market, lazy people. So what, like? How does your meal prep work? So you just... Uh, Ipono's meal prep is very simple. It's just weekly. You know, you pay for a week at a time or... Is there like a website you go on? Yeah, you go to iponomeals.com. We got different websites, different meal plans. Um, you pay by the week or you get more discounts if you pay, say, for the month at a time. You and, know? and you can add extra... What I like about yours is like, you know, I love... I don't like seafood, but I love meat. So I, I know... I could check a box saying like double meat. Yeah, you can just leave it in the notes. You want eight ounces of protein as opposed to five, or you can add on a dozen protein donuts if you want to. <laughs> that would be me. You know, yes. you, you know, my meal prep, you can even add on a Poke Bowl if you wanted to. You know, two-year meal plan, and no one's doing that. No other meal prep's doing it. In fact, these other fucking meal preps is just meatheads 
coming out the woodworks, calling themselves chefs, putting on a fucking chef coat, and trying to do what they're doing, you know? And what what is your... Uh, is it is it Ipono Cafe? Is that the Instagram handle? Yeah, it's uh, Ipono Cafe, Ipono Cafe Costa Mesa, and Ipono Meals. Okay. And that's A... A-I-P-O-N-O Cafe Meals Cafe Costa Mesa. And I'm bringing this up because every once in a while he'll... Besides pictures of beautiful food... My favorite is the uh, the Hawaiian hamburger. Oh, the hamburger steak? Hamburger steak. Uh, oh, with the brown With the brown gravy. gravy. That's oh. what I had. Yeah. That's what I had. Well, I'll tell you guys what, man. I guarantee you. In fact, we'll make it a date. Us three will go into one of these fake joints down the street. And I guarantee you their gravy is made by from a bag. Yeah. Right? So, and the way I'm doing my cafe, I'm basing it, the structure and the formula based upon the guy that thought I was a piece of shit in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> no, now the reason I brought up Instagram is because like I was saying, besides the beautiful food and stuff that he posts on there, every once in a while, Chef Gene will get on there and just fucking tell it like it is. And yeah. it's, it's highly entertaining yeah. and very informative. He's, he's broken down, you know, one of your first posts that I, you know, that I hit you up about saying, I loved you talking about street food and yeah. educating. He like you know, you like to educate people and it's, it's a straightforward way, and it's it's refreshing to hear that. It is. You, you got to be straightforward. Everybody's so fucking sensitive these days. You oh, know? God. So sensitive. But, yeah, I mean, education, you know, I mean, we all learn things every day, you know. Um, I got a black belt in cooking, but I'm just <laughs> a blue belt in jiu-jitsu and in life. You know, everyone's learning every day. But uh, Chef Gene's a, Chef Gene, Mean Gene, dude. He's he's a good blue belt too. He's got, is he a good he's blue got belt? It, dude. He's got dude. It. I hate the blue, good blue belt. He gives me a hard time. Yeah. Every, and he's he's got good wrestling. He's well, got he's got good takedown. I keeps you on your toes. Well, we're wrestlers. <laughs> my family are wrestlers, man. Uh, my nephew Alika just what two years ago took Nevada state wrestling champion. My boys are in wrestling now. That's the best fucking thing. And I watch those workouts, and I do not envy them. No, how, how many sprawls they do a day? Oh my god! <laughs> Last night they're just just again and again yeah. and again, and they square off. So it's like they're looking at the other person. They're trying mm-hmm. to get up before the other person. We die, Chris. Yeah. I'd be done. Well, I, I glad we did it. You know, in high school, I glad we did it. Um, me and my cousins back in ninety fuck ninety two. We were a part of a Hawaii USA wrestling team and went to Japan and Korea. Oh, no way, dude. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, we spent five days in Japan and five days in Korea for well, wrestling. Then, then I don't feel as bad. You give me such a fucking hard time. Dude. Oh, man. I, those, <laughs> yeah. those fucking Japs, dude. Those fucking Japs are just <laughs> unbelievable, bro. I got tossed around yeah. in Japan. Yeah, I got tossed around. You know, see, the thing I hate is when you <clears throat> have this, like, white belt come in. You're like, all right, let's go. It's like. Within the first 30 seconds, like, oh, they were a wrestler. You're like, oh, Division One. They, they were they a fucking wrestler. <laughs> Fuck you, wrestler. How, Cheater. How dare <laughs> you? <laughs> How dare you walk in with a white belt? <laughs> yeah, I like it, man. I like it. Um, and, you know, I'm glad you like it because not many people like my forwardness or being straight and very blunt about shit. You know, it's, it's crazy. And my girl at times looks at me like, like taps me on the leg I, yeah, and shit, like, you know. But I'm like, fuck, I'm not. There's no filter with me. There's <laughs> See, no, that's the way to go. Yeah, there's no filter. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, where we train, yeah, right. Where we train, a lot of people, you know, stand the guidelines. But fuck, I mean, I'll go in there smelling like fucking weed. 
<laughs> you know, I'll be rubbing CBD. You yeah. know, I'm not going to mention which ones, but I was in the restroom one day. One of our professors were in there. I'll let you guys know which one later. <laughs> but uh, again, I guess I came in smelling like pot. Yeah. And then he goes, oh, chef, smells good. And then, <laughs> and then walks out, you know. You know, I'll let you guys know who it is later. I'm I've convinced all those guys are closet potheads. Can you imagine? Oh, I think so, too. Dude, awesome. fucking Ian. <laughs> oh, oh, dude. It would just be like, dude. How stoned are you right now? It, his yeah, his last month. <laughs> but at like six in the morning, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, he, but see, Ian's at the age where he can do that too. You know, oh. I mean, we're we're Bullet, about the same age. Yeah. yeah, Ian's Ian's at that bulletproof age where you can yeah. do anything. Yeah. But you know, we're about the same age. I mean, I I'll smoke at night. Yeah. I'll take a couple rips before we train. But six in the morning, no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> see, I do not, and I know in the jiu-jitsu community like people will get stoned and roll they have I mean, tournaments one, now where they smoke during the tournament it's called high rollers high rollers yeah. i do i mean take it with a grain of salt i mean weed was the one drug i didn't like we like to go up but and he, he liked to get pilled out and i like to be up high nice. but <laughs> nice. dude getting stoned and rolling i don't know like <sighs> i just i mean uh, just take, you know, pass my guard, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. But, but there's a lot of properties, too, in, in that plant that, you know, the, the anti-inflammatory. and the, Yeah. Oh, so you're just thinking medicinally. Medicinally, <laughs> I think. That's why I do it. <laughs> I mean, dude, I, I really feel that that, that flower is going to help kill the op- opioid epidemic that we have here in Orange County. Sure. But, um, Johnny, I'm actually thinking our game might go to a whole new level if we, like, did a couple lines before we started rolling. <laughs> you know what Chris and I do now? This is what former drug addicts do. We like to, we take pre-workout, but we just put the scoop in our mouth and chase it with a little bit of water. Yeah, yeah that's a problem, that. <laughs> that's a problem. No, it, the water's silly. We just want the pre-workout in us, and it's hard to but, drink a big bottle. I'm right. calling out Johnny this morning. He got on a new pre-workout. It did not agree with his colon this morning. So I in the middle re- of training, drilling with me, he's like, dude, I got to run to the bathroom. Drop a deuce, huh? Oh. <laughs> and all I had was, because I, I, I do pre-workout and I have coffee in the morning. <sighs> so that's all that was in my stomach. So you can imagine. just it, like, BGs. They're, they're showing the technique in my stomach. Just, <sighs> and I'm like, I did not feel good right now. Oh. Yeah, and then I, that's not good. Then I came back from using the restroom. And they're like, well, Johnny just cut weight. He can go in the circle with Chris. <laughs> and they, and they, made us, they made us spar in front of the, whole, the hey, whole group. And you were going for it. You know what? Right out of the gate, I'm like, oh, fuck. Johnny's going for it, dude. <laughs> really? Why don't we just go like flow roll there, in the middle? The there's no right such there. thing with Johnny. With that. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Johnny no. is the worst. He's yeah. on my no yeah. roll list. No, my, I got to tell them. Yeah. I've told people before. My flow rolling is I will go light, but the second I feel like I'm losing, <laughs> I will go Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> so, He'll squeeze the death out of you with his legs if you're in his garden. Dude. No, he does the squat stall. <laughs> He'll squat on you and just like. I just wait for a mistake with your legs, Chris. So and it's just him. like. <laughs> yeah, he'll just. Fuck, yeah. yeah. He'll just squat he'll down. It and I'm like, 
are you going to fucking do something? <laughs> nope. Nope. I'm just going to rest here. Five yeah. minutes right here. Yeah. The worst rolls ever. And every time I'm done rolling with it, I've rolled with Johnny more than anybody. And every time I get done rolling, I'm like, fuck it. He's on my no roll list. He tells me that every time. Tells no roll there. list. And That's I, good. And I'll say I'll see you next time. So you need to start Dom Patrol. You're my new training partner. Yeah. <laughs> fuck Johnny. My jujitsu has gone downhill <laughs> once he came back. Takes, takes two, Chris. <laughs> so, so, um. Dude, I almost feel like you're almost outgrowing your your establishment right now. Oh, yeah. Hey, real quick. What's up? Yeah. We fucking rolled in what time? 12? We, no, we rolled I in. I had a, to kick this lady out of the, you know, the seat. Like, yeah, it was it was crowded. It's, it's packed. It was crowded. Now. The word is out. Yeah, yeah. Um we're we're currently looking for uh, another location uh, west for West Costa Mesa so we can be open longer. Are okay. you going to just I mean, keep both? Yeah, or, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, keep both and just open up a self-standing Ipono Cafe in West Costa Mesa. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Are we going to be uh, open on Mondays? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll, be op- we'll be open uh, six days a week at that Th- one. That's a, Yeah, that's another thing. You, you guys always be sure to check. Uh, Yelp's very good at having times yes. and days because I... It was me and three other people that showed up one day on a... A Saturday? Not a Saturday. No. It was like a Monday or something. And you guys were closed, and I was bumming because yeah. I... Oh, I you took that. me out there. Oh, we got to go out there. And it was a, I think it was a Monday. Yeah, we're closed Sunday, Monday. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'm like, fucking Johnny. Hair, hairdresser days off, dude. Yeah, well, I tell you what. Um, we're going to even make try and create more of a want and need for this. We're going to close on Tuesdays, too. <laughs> oh, shit. And we're just going to be open Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday is what we're going to start doing. Fair, I'm going to take my wife. Yeah, And that's place. the thing, too. This is one of these places that you try it and you want to share it and you want to be the one to show somebody this yeah. restaurant. You know, it's, and it's, it's legitimately what we're trying to create, even though it's just a small space now. It's like a real vibe that you can relax and you want to just hang out after you eat. You know, and it's authentic from when you come in. Dana is up front. Born and raised in Hawaii, Maui, and she has a real Aloha spirit that we were born and raised with, you know? And then we just top it off with the food at the end. I noticed, too, you have a lot of visitors from the islands that yeah. are always bringing uh, certain... There's, you know, one thing about Hawaii, there's, the, you, there's certain things that you can only get in Hawaii. Yeah. And I see that they're always bringing you... Oh, little yeah. little pieces of food from Hawaii. Oh yeah, yeah. As like presents to them, which is always I have, it's always cool because they'll post them. <laughs> I have right now. I think five pounds of legitimate Hawaiian salt that was scraped from the reef. Oh shit! On the beach. Yeah, I got five pounds. That someone sent. Yeah, dude, really yeah. crazy. Yeah. Shit. If you guys like to cook, I'll give you guys a little sample of that. I'm a big salt guy. Yeah. I love Mag- salt. Yeah, the stuff, the Hawaiian salt you see in the store is nothing compared to this fucking bag I got, dude. It lo- almost looks like crystal meth. <laughs> well, it does look like crystal meth, actually. Yeah. I'll snort it, too. Yeah. yeah and another one of the cool things about it, like my brother and I, are, my dad's from, from Hawaii. Yeah. And, and his dad's from Hawaii. So he was second generation Hawaii. Oh, yeah. And uh, so we spent our summers out there in, on Kuli'o'o. And... Uh, and like by Diamond Head and Hanama Bay, Chris, like right, right there. And Billy and I, we have no one to talk about Hawaii stories with, really. Yeah. And so we we were so excited. We got to, we we spent a half hour talking about you know old uh, Hawaii uh, folklore. Oh yeah, yeah. 
the many hoonies and all these guys yeah all these uh, all these uh things that people would probably think were crazy that we believe in believe in but it's real you know real many hoonies these little small warriors like there's people yeah, dude yeah there's a bunch of like like in hawaii you don't have your shoes facing yeah you turn your shoes upside down <laughs> there's so much stuff in hawaii like oh why do you turn your shoes upside down spirits spirits can put your shoes on and walk yeah <laughs> like uh i know it sounds crazy to you Chris. even when you piss when you in hawaii when you piss in the yard or in the field or wherever you're at you know you always have to spit they want you to always spit after you so in case it's a hawaiian burial ground or anything like that you, when you spit after that it means like you meant no disrespect and stuff like that so it's really like it's cool traditions and it's like you, you you're not supposed to whistle at night you know you whistle at night you you call the ghost and shit like that so you know really yeah there's a lot unreal of type stuff man now and there's there's a what do you have when you walk in the cafe what's that picture of uh the battle of nuuanu um it was a very well-known battle where Kamehameha the first was trying to conquer all the islands and bring it under one kingdom and that battle was now the pali pali lookout um was that famous battle dude right and it there. just has all the warriors like falling falling off, off the pali yeah off the cliff and it's you Shit, know that's, i didn't even notice that we yeah. took a, that's where you like that's where everyone takes their picture there it's the picture spot yeah like yeah it's, it's the it's the social media wall yes that's a good one huh <laughs> but, I, was, I was zeroed in on the chris is so happy with the, the, the hamburger yeah steak. dude i was eyeballing the freaking protein donuts and i like too that you, you do the white rice and brown rice yeah together. hop of rice yeah so it's yeah. Half, half and half hop means half chris but yeah that our gravy Thanks. i'm glad you can translate for me johnny i appreciate that uh, our gravy for the hamburger steak we make it from scratch oh dude that was amazing yeah, we no make doubt. it from scratch Man. Yeah, so everyone needs to go out there and try it. What's the address to that? Uh, 350 Clinton Street, Suite A. Just look for the two orangish umbrellas, I guess you could say. Yeah. Red, I don't think they're red anymore, but red, orangish, maybe. And apparently Johnny's Rockstar van that's always it's, parked it's out always, front. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Rockstar. <laughs> yeah, because I always sneak off when I'm working. I'll be like, come on, meet me. I'm going to go eat there today. My brother meets me there too. It's a, it's another. That's the thing, dude. That's like that's kind of becoming our family spot because I don't yeah. get to see my. We both have, uh, you know, families to take care of and stuff. So like, it's a cool bonding moment to yeah. see my big brother on our lunches. And that's good, good shit, man. And you know, we've been getting a lot of uh, um, support from AOJ, AOJ guys, Ruka, yeah, Hurley. Man, yesterday there was about 25 Rip Curl people that came in, you know, because it's right around the corner. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's good, man. Really good support, you know, and yeah, we're we're stoked. Well, I look forward to you. Well, I want to do some rapid fire with Gene, too. All right, go ahead. So, you're kind of, you're kind of, you're kind of a nerd like us, and we... Certain things, yeah. So, so we're just going to, we're going to just throw out some, uh, some... Some questions and you just answer off the top of your head. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite movie from the eighties? Top Gun, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Top Gun. Top Gun. You know what? I and <laughs> I went to film school and I a uh, screenwriting class and I wrote a paper on Top Gun, <laughs> how it was like the perfectly like structured Hollywood screenplay. 
Everything. Everything they teach in film school, it did it. Yeah. Best movie. Best movie. Oh, dude. Do you know they're making a two? Yeah, I hate it. Yeah, I hate I, it. You know what? They, I hate it. They, when they remade Footloose, but I think, get out of here. I think there's no Kevin Bacon. <laughs> yeah, dude. There's no Kevin Bacon, dude. You know, during you, the you pan- can't dance it out anymore. Dude. No. Dude. And then there's. I hear they're trying to remake The Outsiders, bro. What? Ooh, I heard they're trying to remake The Outsiders. There's a no. sacred ground that you don't fuck with. Yeah, you dude. don't. You don't. Well, for a while there, they were gonna remake uh, Roadhouse, and Ronda Rousey was gonna be <sighs> Patrick Swayze's. Come on. But that was why she still had the belt. And then they kind of scrapped that. Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe they remade Red Dawn. You believe that yeah, one? Yeah, that was bad. One. Oh, fucking dude, bad. Nearly perfect movie, that original. <laughs> dude, I remember watching that in the theater go, dude, this could totally happen. Yeah. That was one of Chris' uh, top five war movies was uh, Red Dawn. Oh, Red Dawn, yeah. Wolverine. <laughs> Red Dawn. Charlie Sheen in the mix. Avengers. Oh, right? Oh, dude. Son. <laughs> I know. That was one of my top, yeah. Son, avenge me. <laughs> Dad was stuck in the fucking movie theater. That's right. Avenge me. And he died the next day. Yeah. Okay, what, what about bands? What was your favorite band of the 80s? Def Leppard. Def Leppard. <laughs> yes. Def Leppard. I, I was Guns Roses. Yeah, I like Def Leppard because of the one-armed drummer. Dude. And, and you know what else? The I'd say 80% of their fans were hot chicks. That their was like, videos, yeah. Oh, their videos. Yeah, they always had well, the hottest well, chicks. Like, Axel had Stephanie Seymour. That's true. Yeah, that is true. Hair no- metal got a lot of hats. Yeah, November Rain. <laughs> November Rain. Yeah. yeah. And then um, what was your favorite video game of the 80s? Fuck. It's called not karate kung. Fu. It was was it kar- championship karate? I think it was called. It was they, they showed it in Bloodsport. Okay, remember that karate? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. one. Chap, I know exactly. I think it was chap, chap, chap karate or something like that. Yeah, yep. Yeah, that's yeah, the exact that. game right there. They had in Bloodsport. Yeah, I liked to also. I was a big fan of Blades of Steel, the hockey uh, game. Went, yeah, yes. lot of, lot of physical fights broke yeah. out in my house over that game yeah. with my brother. Double dribble. Yeah, oh, oh double, dribble, yeah. double dribble, yeah. I just actually bought, well, this was about a year ago. I was, look, <laughs> I was looking at that when I sat down. I was like, Man, yeah, I, the Long Beach swap meet found it. Like, it was like 70 bucks. And wow. so, oh, it works perfectly. Yeah, City of, City of Commerce has, it's called like the electrical swap meet. And you can buy like original 8-bit Nintendos and no shit and Sega Genesis and like oh, all that. Oh, so what I was pointing at, yeah, since we're doing essentially uh, radio here, I have the old school Atari 2600 in a box. <laughs> yes, that's dude. That's dope. Dude. With, with original wood grain finish. Oh, yeah. dude, the best. <laughs> yeah. Just the pledge best. it out. Well, oh, oh, do you have another rapid yeah, that's fire? That's good. That's good. I think we're good. Well, oh, um, dude, just uh, talking about karate video games real quick. Have you? We just got the the new Mortal Kombat. 11. I saw you posted that the other night. It it's because I'm a button smasher. I right. don't really know what I'm doing. I just smash the buttons, and sometimes the combos and, and come alive. Enjoy just going that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's it's like it's like Super Smash Brothers on steroids. Like it's the old game, but you smash all the buttons. It's super fucking fun, and shit just happens when you're smashing the buttons, and all of a sudden, all the old characters. And new ones too, really? and there's like a story mode, dude. It's it's like is, they, is it's kind of tongue in cheek. Like they make it kind of cheesy. There's uh-huh. this like '80s guy, and then he goes in the future and he finds out that like they're making a movie about his life. So he's gonna go in the future to play himself in the movie because he's an actor. Like he's like super cheese ball, dude. It's awesome. Speaking of cheese balls, 
Are you rooting for Daniel or Johnny Lawrence? Okay, well, that's, gonna, that's actually going to be in my recommendations, but I am fucking Cobra Kai till you die. And, and uh, season two, which we'll get into, but anytime Daniel comes on and he starts to do the Miyagi-Do, I'm like, no, fuck that. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, I, I'll start to see his point. I'm like, no, no, fuck that, dude. He's yeah. a sellout. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I, wasn't, I didn't like Cobra Kai in the first one. Oh, no. The original. The, I, I, Daniel's oh, no. on all the way. Oh, yeah. You know, now yeah. I, I'm liking Johnny, man. I want him to win. I the will, first, the fir- I watched the first season of Cobra Kai. Dude, Daniel came out like a little bitch. Yes. Like just an entitled little bitch. And I'm like, dude, I kind of see, I mean, Johnny was a little rough around the edges. You know, he kind of was saying and doing things. And I'm like, ooh. But when, but, he, when he pitched his point. But you get what he's talking about. Yeah. Like yeah. you'll you'll watching that series, you will never look at that those movies the same way ever again. No, no. Karate Kid, the original, is one of those films. If it's on, I'm flipping channels. I'll always fucking stop. It's, it's like like, a, like a few good men. Yeah. yeah. Actually, you know what? That's another you one. You did it last night, didn't you? <laughs> I did it last night. It was on last <laughs> night on AMC. No, got, but when it's on, I'll always stop on. Yeah, yeah. always. Um. Dude, and that's how I kind of rate like the films. If I can watch them over and over and over, yeah, and yes. Enjoy, yes, and I you, enjoy them. Back to the, man, you know what? What did I say? I said uh, Top Gun, right? Yeah. Second one has to be Lost Boys. I love Lost yeah. Boys, dude. Second one has to be Lost Boys. That was on a little while ago. <laughs> yes, it was. And I stopped on that one. Yeah. And dude, I love that film. See, and, Lost Boys. And, Jamie Kurtz back in the day. Oh. And that's what's so rad about, we all have kids, and it's so cool to be, you know, it's like, you know, like the first time they wanted to watch Star Wars, and it's like, okay, how am I going to do this? Am I going to do it how I was, how I saw these for four, five, six, and then go to prequels? Right. And like, you get amped up. Like like I was telling you off off the air, uh, you asked me if we had finished season two yet. I said, no, we, we get... We put on our Cobra Kai headbands and we get really hyped up. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes we'll do the Cobra Kai line into the room. Yeah, shut up, dude. Cobra, really? Kai. I'll do Cobra, Cobra Kai. What Cobra, you guys gonna Kai. grow Cobra up? Kai. <laughs> yeah, Cobra Kai. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. You hear about that story of that guy in like Hong Kong who spoiled uh, Avengers Endgame and got the shit kicked out of him? Good for him. Well, there's a basketball player too that tweeted something recently and people are like he needs to be traded <laughs> dude dude between game of thrones and avengers endgame like it was, I, it's a crazy weekend dude it was it was a rough weekend I like bet. i didn't watch avengers until monday yeah finally dude, that, went and that seemed like forever because i saw it on saturday and i'm like can you please just go to an earlier show dude real quick though jeff never said whether he liked that film or not he didn't he did not jeff who harrison yeah coach jeff coach jeff Holy, he didn't like it no, he, no, 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 no. He, he I think, well, he Coach likes, Jeff and I, like Coach you. Jeff and I, you like, like everything. He, uh, it, it's, he said he felt emotionally exhausted, is what he said to me. And I did too. From Endgame? Yeah, do not tell any game spoilers. Have you seen Endgame yet? I haven't. No. Okay, then we're safe with them right now. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't. Actually, the best part about that is uh, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah spoiled so much shit that they gave him the wrong script so he couldn't spoil it because he no totally shit. like a year before infinity war came yeah, out he was, he was like stuff. yeah dude you guys are gonna be blown away everyone dies yeah. and they're like <laughs> well no and then he started saying a bunch of other lies because he realized he had oh, blown it you guys yeah. ever see the series vikings yes 
That's another good one. Yeah. Viking I like very good. With Loki and Yeah. Yeah. Ragnar Lothbrok. And yeah. and the and the girl. Oh, his the wife. Hot, went, huh? Dude, she was awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know she does jujitsu. Really? Yeah, she does. He had me at jujitsu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously. I swear to God. There was I was at work the other day and some guy came in and he had like a black eye. And he's like, Yeah, dude, I do jujitsu. And it was like <laughs> yeah. Everyone was like, Are you guys like best friends now? I mean, it's crazy. Oh <laughs> what's your what's your thoughts on uh Keenan? Um well, you know, there's a lot of rumors. There's a lot around. of rumors. Uh we'll have to wait and see. When he I remember when he trained, I was at AOJ when he trained. Always cool guy. Yeah. So um kind of kept to himself, still does. Yeah. So I guess we'll wait and see on, on that. I tell you what, that's super stoked for an American, you know? Yeah. An American dude being real good at jujitsu. I mean, a lot of people probably hate what I just said, but you know what? It's the fucking truth. No, I, I, yeah, I, I, I like all that. Yeah. It's, it's fun. It's the fucking truth. All right. Well, thank you very much. Fuck, thanks for having Chef me, dude. Yeah. coming out. Yeah. It was I very appreciate good. you taking time. That was, uh, normally I'm like, all right, Johnny, we got to do the high sign. I thoroughly enjoyed this. Yeah, it was yeah. good, man. It was good. Uh, well, Beats look, my normal Wednesday nights. <laughs> yeah, and, look, we'll, and we'll keep our audience posted too on the the future yeah. endeavors that well, you're the doing. The future of you coming to Dawn Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, I need. I'll, I'll surprise you guys one day. Yeah. Well, I, hey, I need to get um, Chef Jean's uh, cell phone numbers because I can just start giving him shit. Start for harassing. Like, yeah, just like, hey, dude, I know you didn't show up to Dawn Patrol. Yeah. We we have a group text and yes. we hold people accountable. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> But if you but if you show up the next day, then it erases everything that oh, we're yeah, like if you show, no. Oh, dude, I was there. No one was there. Uh, you I'll can just, miss I'll, like a I'll month. just send a dozen spam musubis, you know, yeah. and take my place. That's, <laughs> I I am I'm apt for for bribing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, food, yeah. protein donuts, food cures all, Cure, cures all. Yeah. But yeah, hey man, thanks again for coming by. Thank you guys, Thank man. You. Really, it was fucking awesome. <laughs> Aloha. See ya. Chris and I were just talking the nastiest conversation before we came on. Hey, you know, when I was just thinking something, this is for your brother, Billy. Our whole podcast was ruined. <laughs> we do enjoy saying that. Uh, okay, recommendations. I'm going to go quick because it's uh, way past my bedtime, dude. It's 1035 yeah. on Wednesday school night. I'm tired. I'm yawning. So my recommendation I was trying to think of something today. Recommendation is comics, tunes, and toys. Yes. The best 
comic book shop I've ever been to. It's, it's all- in Tustin, California. Um, it is small, and I remember driving past it. Kind of hard I, to find. Kind of hard to find. I moved to Tustin, and I just out of the corner of my eye, I saw the sign. I'm like, oh, look at that. Look at this little small dinky comic shop in a little strip mall. And finally, I stopped one day, and I was like, mind blown. They have so much shit packed into that comic shop. I have never gone in there looking for something that he hasn't had. He's always had. I mean, I don't understand, to be quite frankly, to be quite frank. Let's try that again. (laughs) To be quite frank, uh, how he freaking stays in business, because I swear to God, he orders everything. Yeah, and, and he'll and, order anything that like because I wanted the uh, but I because I'm a I'm a late to the game, so I only I like you're the, into let's be honest, dude, you're into comics out of peer pressure of the nerd of, group. Yeah, text. I never I never I I used to say I'd only liked comic book movies. But you've got, but dude, I swear to God, everyone I have told to go to comics, tunes, and toys are like. Holy shit, this is like a hidden gem. And, and it's been there for, I mean, I want to say like 25 years. Yeah, well, also, like, my youngest son, he's nine. And our jam used to be going to Second Spin, going to the record store on Saturdays. And, you know, I, for five bucks, I'd let him pick out a, a DVD or a CD or something. And it was, it was a father and son thing. And that store is no longer there. And we were super bummed. And then, oh, it isn't? No. It closed down the closed. one on uh, like by Condom Revolution. Yeah, when's the last time you went there? I part of the problem, Chris. Part of the problem. <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> so that was kind of killed for us, and we didn't have anything. And then, and then he's you know old enough to like grasp reading and stuff, and and that's our new jam. That's our new record store. Is, is father and son on Saturdays going to Comic Students and Toys? I just went there last weekend, and uh, dude, he's super nice guy who owns the place um yeah it's great so yeah. that's my recommendation comics tunes and toys in tustin california it's uh the address is one three five four two newport avenue tustin california why do you have to look that up make me look like a little bitch i have it for you because dude i i'm a comic enthusiast now chris <laughs> hey chris have you read this comic <laughs> no i haven't well <laughs> let me break it down for you okay and my recommendation, we are coming up now. Season two was just released, Cobra Kai season two, and it picks up seconds from where season one stopped. So season one ended with John Kreese, yes, uh, the evil sensei from Cobra Kai, walking in, walking in with a cigar. Did he have a cigar? Oh yes, he did. That seems a little over the top, but whatever, dude. He's coming into a dojo. Would you walk into AOJ with a cigar? No, but I am not the Cobra Kai sensei. <laughs> it was pretty fucking badass. Because <laughs> uh, he was thought to be dead. The whole, whole oh, he season, was? Season one, he's like, oh, yeah, he's... Oh, uh, I didn't... Sensei Kreese died, yeah. He did? He said that? I don't remember yes, that. Yes, Because I watched season one anyway. Uh I love. I really liked season one. I thought it was good. Uh, I'm a little nervous about season two. Well, it doesn't disappoint, uh-huh. and and I'm I'm on a the the first season we just devoured it. 
Like we we watched the whole season in two two or three days. I watched it in like two days. And, I binge watched and it. And then the depression set in where we had to wait a full year for season two. Dude, you know what? That's the only thing about binge watching. Binge watching like Lost in Space on Netflix. We watched as a family and we liked it and it ended and it's like Now what? I mean, dude, when the next I don't even know when it's coming out again. I know there's season two, but it's like Fuck, dude, I forgot about it. It's like Game of Thrones. Yeah. It's been so long since the last year. Like, hold on, what happened? Yeah. So right. we're trying, and, and, and the, the boys want to watch, like, like, put on the next one. I'm like, no. We, have, we, try and do, we try and do, like, one a night. Like. So this is basically what you're doing is, like, with the drugs. You're trying to pace yourself from the drugs. dangling the carrot in front it's of It's like, them. no, if we pace ourselves perfectly. But like, dude, we're we're Cobra Kai till I die, and uh, we put on headbands. And no, and I've seen the pictures. Out. Yeah, no, dude, I'm not fucking around. You know what? But you're saying that I'm Cobra Kai till I die. No one who knows you thinks that you would be uh, Miyagi Do. Yeah, I mean, dude, my brother would be Miyagi Do, little fucking good boy. No, I think I would too. <laughs> you would, <laughs> dude. I'm not Cobra Kai. I'm an honorable person. <laughs> No way, dude. I want to race motorcycles and fucking do kicks and... All right. Well, fuck. Okay. Motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You got a... Dude, you got some Cobra Kai in you, Chris. You know what? I think maybe I am Cobra Kai. Yes. I just don't want to admit it. That's right. That's right. I mean, right. my profanity alone would probably make <laughs> me Cobra Kai. But speaking of Cobra Kai, our dear friend Kenji, you missed it because you were um, blowing out your ass this morning at AOJ. I had some stomach issues. Fucking Kenji headbutted fucking Oshin. Oh, an in the circle of death. An illegal move. Yeah, I'm so surprised. Totally illegal move. By the way, for our listeners, Kenji, I just found out is going on a trip soon. Another and one. Wow, we're I'm gonna, shocked. We're gonna have him back on the show to hear his trip recap. Oh, what? what where's he going? I don't know, but he goes. Well, I'm going with my wife, so I should be pretty safe. And I'm like, because <laughs> we we figured out that she she pretty much plans everything. What was his what was his catchphrase on our on our trip? Like I've driven in Taiwan. Yeah, I've driven in Israel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, real quick with Kenji. He fucking came like a month after a month of not training, he came and he had like a little um tear in his gi pants. <laughs> and he fucking so we were we were sparring and he did his total illegal dick moves of digging his chin in me and digging his knuckles in my side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. So I started ripping his pants intentionally. <laughs> I was just like, what What are you doing, Grit? I'm like, stop doing the illegal moves. And he didn't do it. And so I just kept ripping. So by the time, it seriously, I turned him into shorts. Like, yeah, it was one short. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I just, I just, I was rolling and all of a sudden I heard him yell out. Well, I guess this gee's done. <laughs> Dude, hey, one dick move deserves another. Now he's got a pair of shorts. Yep. Remember you're, that. You're welcome. All right, what song are you going to play us out to that I'm not going to listen to? Well, because of our enjoyable guest, Chef Gene. Hey, really good interview. I, I liked it. And I'm not even saying, I mean, he's not even here right now. So I'm not even like trying Dude. to kiss his ass for those protein donuts. We've gotten very lucky with our guests. Our guests... Except Kenji. <laughs> they, all, they all do. They're all interesting. Yeah, so hopefully, no, hopefully good... people at home are going to find it just as interesting. Um, in honor of him coming on our show, uh, the punk band 
Fiddler. They did a song. <laughs> they did a song Fiddler about Fiddler on the Roof. No, it's 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 a what is that? Anagram it stands for fucking dog. Life's a risk. Shit, really? Yeah, that's what Fiddler means. But they're but then, the lead singers from Hawaii, and they just in the same angst as uh, Anthrax's "I'm the Man." <laughs> this is a battle cry for the people that live in Hawaii, and it's called "Get Off My Rock." And I appreciate the inclusion of roosters in the song. Because if you go to Hawaii, you see them running around everywhere. And it's fucking hilarious. I will try not to fast forward this song. You can, get pump, the you can get your pump on to this song. It's a good one. All right, cool. All right, thanks for listening. everything we have talked about. It's summed up in one word. Aloha. Fuck it! I need a cigarette! I need a bag of ice! I need some high in the kit! And a boombox bumping out some real hood shit! And some bacalola! Ground local! What but are you? Are we too local? Are we too local? Are we too vocal? When you're on the beach reading some book that you bought, remember, you're on my rock!